Ian's Gone Postal, Season 2. Episode 6, The Denial Tryst. bed squeaking today. That's a bit unusual. Maybe old Maggie and Dad had some lover's tiff. Wait, that painting looks familiar. The bedsheets smell like... Hang on. Daddy, you came back. I did. Wait, I did. (sighs) Give us five while you're jails. I miss you. I miss you too, wee man. Go run downstairs and I'll get your breakfast sorted. Yay, Daddy's back. Do you know, Daddy came back. Oh, not him again. I'm back. Ian, can we just... Sarah, last night was amazing. Oh, wait, your mum. Sorry, I lost myself there for a minute. You rest. I'll sort them out. We need to talk. Are there school clothes in the usual drawers? Yes, but... I'll see you downstairs. But... We need to talk. You really shouldn't be doing this today. Yesterday was a breakthrough, right? I mean, you held hands in public. That's definitely a breakthrough. So, why are you running away again? Maybe it's our thing. You sneaking out every morning, that can be your thing. If you Dean missed with you, that can be... <clears throat> morning, Nora. Fuck. Seriously? Sorry, I didn't want to wake you. So you're not running away again? Me? I wouldn't dream of doing that. Anymore. Great. Well, that only leaves one thing. What's that? What's a normal way to say bye to your, I suppose, partner in the morning? Are we partners? We were last night. And the night before that. And most nights going back the last six months. I guess. Oh, just forget it. I thought we'd made progress, but... I was just expecting a hug. Way to go, ladies. Tim! Holy shit. Now the whole of the town's going to be all over this. They already are. Tim, what the fuck? Wait, are you eating popcorn? I'm trying to be a real-life meme. Did it work? Does it look like it fucking well worked? It's so worked, you big old meme, you. Toast for Giles. With orange jam. With orange jam. And Cheerios for Junior. Oh, whatever. What was that a thank you, young man? We can work on that. So, uh, where... What are you doing here? Well, when two people love each other, they... Actually, pretend I never asked. And how could I forget you, young Venables? Oh, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Who's a... Ah, ah, no, get off my leg! Christ. There's a good bit of tiddles in you. Need to get you fixed pronto. Anyway, I best be off. 
Ian, <clears throat> can we have a word? Uh, I'm running late for work. Wait, why are you in your post office uniform? Well, I work there, don't I? Do you? I thought you were on garden and leave. Well, I was on leave. But everything's back to normal now, so uh, I best be getting back to the office again, right? Ian, stop. Till tonight. What have you done? Oh, I've no idea. And so John Maynard Keynes hypothesised that aggregate demand may not necessarily equal the productive capacity of an economy. Right. And after the Great Depression... What was that, when Rangers went bust? No. It was when the world's economy imploded in 1929. But in 1936, Keynes surmised that such violent fiscal fluctuations could be mitigated by government policy in coordination with central banks. Like the Bank of Scotland that used to be in the centre of the town. No sure you're preaching to the right choir here, Simon. Give him a chance. Not that it's my game, but doesn't monetarist theory present a far more suitable philosophy in terms of recent market environments? Eh? They looked at it in the 80s, with the great moderation and all that guff. Didn't help in 2007, mind. There's... there's no way you two... And now we find ourselves flailing around for an even more moderner philosophy within our current mania, exemplified here by debt-driven sheep purchases. Uh, I'm... Needs a name, though. Could call it the ovine fluxonial fiscal spectrum, or OFFS for short. We've got a problem. What sort of problem? A posh person problem. What's he done this time? Not him, an even posher person problem. First Charlie saw the sheep, then the Range Rover, then even more sheep and... She saw them? Aye, I certainly didn't. Definitely not. I always wondered what the goal was with this mansion house. Ugh, it belongs to some posh nonce, an absentee London landlord. Nay, just any old posh nonce. Lord Farthingham the Third. I think I might have met him at a coat dungeon in Mayfair once. Sounds about right. Anyway, he basically owns the whole town. He's never bothered to show his face in these parts, so, so this spells trouble. It's probably nothing to worry about. Let's just ask that lad in the tweed over there what's going on and get back to sheeping. Here. Champion the Wonder Toff. I'm sorry? Denny B. Do you tell us what's going on with all the sheep? Why, I'm setting up a sheep provision business for my friends in the financial district. You're doing what? But that's your racket! My god! Are you the visionaries behind iSheep? Who wants to know? My name is Lord Farthingham IV. But you can call me Herbert. Wait, what happened to the third one? Ah, daddy dearest. Bit of a tragedy, really. Uh, had a heart attack after visiting a rather nefarious Mayfair establishment with his favourite corn lady. So I inherited the title. And the land. The money. The houses. The cars. The... Blah, blah, blah. Back to the sheep. What the fuck is going on? When I read about your darling of a city startup, I realised I owned the land next door. And I thought I'd set up a small rival operation. <laughs> Nothing like a bit of friendly competition. You fucking what? But this will screw our monopoly. That's the idea. Right, Lindsay fucking him the third. Fourth. I'm no sure if you ken who I am. You've got to be Steph, the crystal one. And now you're going to be delivering me a good old 
Damn straight she will. She kens about wolves and shite. I did my research. You are indeed a formidable foe to tangle with. But step on my toes and I'll have the Home Office and a team of drug and forensic accountancy experts at your front door within the hour. Understand? No, you only. Oh yes, I shall. Right. Go work on your counter-offensive. I expect big things from such exceptional financial minds. Off you pop. Doodaloo. Igor! No, Igor, I will not calm down. You got your public kiss. That's what you wanted, wasn't it? All I wanted was a sign of affection that would show our relationship isn't just a source of embarrassment to you. Relationship? Or whatever a ship you want it to be. And that's another thing. Igor. Keep your nose out of this, Igor. I can't. Morning, gang. What are you doing here? I work here, don't I? Do you? I thought I did. Didn't I stop paying your leave a couple of months ago? Consider this a freebie, then. Igor. But Igor took your job. Don't stress. You can keep your pay, Igor. Just give me half your round. Nearly your posh lad. Two eyes. We've got an emergency with this mega posh nugget and we need you to sort it out for us. I'm afraid my sorting things out days are well and truly behind me. What, we need you? No can do, mes amigos. <laughs> Life's good again and no one's going to shit on my parade. The town needs you. Your investment needs you. My state can go through the floor for all I care. Go and speak to Andre. He's the mayor after all. Sorry, but we were in the middle of something quite important here. Where are my manners? Igor, you do your round and I'll handle Nora's. Just so her and Naveen can try and pull their love from the flames of despair. Uh, love? Trust me. It's worth it. Right. Off on my rounds. Uh, see you later! What just happened? I don't know. But what I do know is our coupling is hanging on by a thread. <gasps> what do you want from me? Ingor! He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. Oh, just leave the daisies alone. You know he loves you. You don't love him though, do you? Room for one more? Christ alive. I thought I was having a shite day. Are you okay, Nora? You look like you haven't slept a wink. I guess we didn't. Ah, you and Avine. At least it was fun-related sleep deprivation. Yeah, fun. What then? Don't tell me you're still having issues with coming out. I mean, Tim's told everyone already. No one cares. Not you as well. It's all so easy for you and your cheery McCheery face and your regular romantic rekindling. There's nothing irregular about yours. It's just you not getting over your mental hurdles. At least you both love each other. But people stop using that L word. And what are you saying? Ian seems to think you're back together and everything's fine. Oh, for fuck's sake. I was an emotional wreck. So was he. I wanted to rip his head off in the morning. But after old Maggie filled me in with some details, I invited him in to talk about things and... Oh, well... You had a sympathy shag. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. It's not like Tim's counselling sessions work, so I guess it's an alternative. Are you going to break his heart again? I don't think there's any other option. 
Do you? Ah! There's been an even bigger emergency than the last one! What the hell is wrong with this town today? I know. Every story needs romance and conflict, but this really is pushing things. <clears throat> Director, sir? If this is all a bit too much, then you're really going to struggle with the next scene. What have you done? No, he can't do this. I think he just did. What is all of this noise? If you need more masks, you can come get some. I just stopped by my office and... Wait, wait. Why are people crying? Oh, my goodness. Here it is. See for yourself. This better be important to... Oh, holy fuck. What happened to our Gregs? Good townsfolk of Dudley Moors, please gather around and witness a new dawn. I, Lord Herbert Farthingham IV, have taken from you the trauma of your simple steak bake supplier and replaced it with your first ever wine bar. You monster! Why? After our little tete-a-tete earlier, I thought it'd be worth reminding you of who owns this town and how quickly things can turn sour. No! Anyway, I shall bid you farewell. Please do stop in for a Chardonnay sometime. Au revoir, mes amis. Mum, what did you do? I didn't do anything. It's just that psycho playing mind games. Andre... You're town mayor. Pull your finger out. The true and proprietor. I have no recourse of action. Nope. None at all. Nothing. Nada. Are you sure? You don't sound too certain. No, no, no. Sorry. I mean yes. Yes, I. I, I mean I can. <laughs> I cannot help. Why? What have you heard? Andre. We call the postman now. <laughs> Seriously? Was the Greggs being changed into a wine bar really your grand dramatic escalation into the third act? Smart, right? But it's just a Greggs. There's no such thing as just a Greggs. They truly are the beating heart of any town. Are they sponsoring it or something? <sighs> we can but dream. Andre, buddy. Long time no. Can't teach you to chat. Your services are needed, postman. Really? Lord Person has turned Greg's into a wine bar. And? I need you to change it back with your legendary solving brain. My problem-solving days are over, Andre. I have rediscovered my one true love, and I'm never letting Sarah go ever again. I need you to smash his heart. <sighs> I was on it already. Hi, Nora. Hi. Did you hear about Greg's? It's a modern-day tragedy. With the town losing an establishment of such significance, it's like we don't have a soul anymore. Is that dramatic enough for you? Whatever. Evin, I'm sorry about earlier. I really am trying. I know you are. But if you have to try this hard, then maybe there's nothing there. Come here. See? 
I can do this. A hug is nice. Shit. Afternoon, you two. What a first shift back. I'm absolutely buzzing. Right, I'm off home to see Sarah and the lads. Till tomorrow. You actually pushed me away when he walked by. It won't happen again. It was just Ian. And it was just a reaction. Nora, I can't do this anymore. It's just not enough. Whatever this was, it's over. Have you seen your share price? And our orders have halved. Oh, that Lord Fuckingham is ruining everything. Well, it's been a fun ride, guys. I'm still getting my rent, yeah? Not if there's no money to pay you with. It'll be in the account come Monday. Anyway, David Prutton needs his walk. Best of luck. This is normally where you would come up with a plan to save the day. Herbert's got more land, more sheep, and the entire frickin' aristocracy behind them. We've got a fancy name and you lot. Hey, She's right. You count in the films, sometimes the good guys have to unite with the bad ones to get rid of the super big bad boss. What are you going on about now? We have a nuclear option, but I'm not sure you're going to like it. Enough of the build-up. Just spit it out. Nigel. Last I heard, Le Chagour was with God. Bit hard to use him when he's dead, you fud. Nay with God, but gave himself to the big man. He's monking it up at the Abbey two towns over. He became a monk? After the sex therapy failed, he decided to go clean with the aid of the church. Let me get this straight. In order to take down Herbert, you're going to utilise the services of a monk. Are you pair fucking serious? He's not just any old monk. Think of a Shaolin Kung Fu lad, only with anger issues and no narcotics most of the time. I'm no sure about this. You got any better ideas? Who knew life could be so amazing once again? And all it took was her. Really would have been more straightforward if you'd worked that out in the first place. <laughs> but you're here now, so best not fuck it up again. I mean, you can put that bloody letter in the bin before someone finds it. No need for that anymore. There she is. Waiting on the doorstep for you. How's your breath smelling? Maybe a mint? Hmm, there. There we go. Evening. Okay, <laughs> uh, no kiss, but uh, I'll go start dinner and get the kids- Stop. H have I done something wrong? No. You didn't do anything. I did. I'm not following. Last night, I was a bit all over the place and what with my mum passing and when you opened up it just drew some feelings up to the surface that I thought were gone. Good feelings, right? Yeah, good feelings, but not the right ones to rebuild a relationship on. But when, when I held you, and when you held me, and when we held each other, it, it felt... I felt sorry for you. There, I said it. I felt sorry for you. And that was your way of helping me feel better? Did it? Yes, but not now. I... 
it was more than just that. I, I know it was. It wasn't. But the lads, what about them? We were fine before you. We'll be fine again. If you want to see them, just pop by. But when it comes to us, it's just not there anymore. Sarah, please don't do this. I can change. I'll I'll go see Tim. I'll never go to that pub ever again. I'll, I'll do anything. Just please don't do this. Oh, we had our moment. This isn't about hurting you. It's about stopping this spiralling out of control and us finding the same problems that tore us apart before. It's about me protecting myself and also you in the process. I really am sorry, Ian. Fuck. Ian's Gone Postal was created by Graham Cameron and Ian Cowan. Ian was played by James Kane, Sarah by Yvonne Smith, Blind John by Evans Dixon, Yvine by Kirsteen Swinney, Giles by Lachlan Gray, Junior by Callan Gray, Andre by William Campbell, Tim by Mike Sutherland, Voiceover Person by Charlie Ryle, Two Eyes and Igor by Alistair Rennie, Farmer Tiblets by Kaylee Gowran, Herbert by Richard Elliott, Crystal Steph by Harriet Fergie, Simon by Robert Carr, and Nora by Lauren May. The podcast was recorded and engineered at La Chunky Recording Studios, and the credits were read by Charlie Ryle. The music for this episode was by Blue Dot Sessions. This was a Feral Penguin production. For more information and other podcasts, please follow us on Twitter at, at Penguin Feral.